Podcast. I am Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norgren. And slow roasting in the attic oven with us today is uh, is Ed Konya. Yes. 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 Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> local local comic. Affirmative. Awesome. <laughs> uh, excellent showrunner of Stand Up and Deliver, yeah. the open Bless mic. It. General all around nice inclusive man, building a good comedy scene for everybody to benefit from. Welcome, Ed. Oh, well, <laughs> that was quite you. the intro. Yeah. I don't know. really feeling it. I think you're yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, I, well, geez. I, I'm, I, I, it's, uh, those are very kind words, and uh, uh, but I will accept all of your kind words. <laughs> and that kombucha. Cheers. Yeah. Clink. <laughs> Yeah, when when in Rome, as yes. you said. What do you think? Do you like it? It's I, I like it. It's very ref- it's refreshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it tastes much better than I think it's going to every single time. <laughs> I just assume it's going to taste like it smells, which is vaguely foot like. <laughs> it's like a little sour, but it's got like some whatever. It's very good for your no. intestinal. No, good it's for great. your guts. Yeah. It's good for the guts. It's good for the gander. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the saying that, that we all know. <laughs> I'm a doctor, so it is. It's good. I was not warm, and then all as soon as we started, I'm just, like, sweating. Yeah, so. no, we kept it cool, and then we shut all the exits to the outside, yeah, so now we're going to cook just slightly, just in a little pit oven here. It's good. It's fine. Um, so now begins the time of the season where all we do is complain about how hot it is in here. Great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, well, that's, you know, obviously there's, like, a three-degree spread in temperature where we don't bitch about the weather in this city, so... And we didn't get it this year at all. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> it went from one to the other, like, immediatement. Yeah, so we don't get that, like, ah, oh, this is perfect. I did have one day this week that was, like... It was sunny, and it was nice, but there was a cool breeze, and I was like, great, this right. is wonderful, and then it immediately got, like, four degrees hotter, and it was just like, fuck! Well, it's, per- it's perfect-ish outside. Yeah. It's just on the bus, and then... Inside it's Oh god, yeah, the bus. The bus was great today, but the train was horrible. There's something crazy going on downtown. I have no idea what it you is. You said I people were in fancy dress? Well there was people in fancy dress, but when I looked it up online, all I could see was there's a white caps game and John Legend is playing this evening. Mm-hmm. So that could be people making a day of it. I don't know. Sure. Heading on down, but it was packed. And of course I got one of the old expo line trains, so it's just just greasy with sunscreen and no deodorant and oh, it's just so funky and there was a child shrieking every like three seconds Man, I haven't I haven't uh, breathed through my nose in public transit in years <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself to like to breathe properly when I get off the bus yeah totally but so, you gotta wait till you like move away from because usually there's like, like I do hot a, garbage right? yeah I mean I do a test off. breath when, yeah. I, when I get on but it's just you know it's not a good time no. yeah I've noticed I switch to to mouth breathing like very quickly mm. anywhere in the city oh yeah usually it's just like, yeah, that's oh, that true. smells like hot urine. Oh, that yeah. it smells like hot garbage. Yeah. Oh, like... Hot urine. <laughs> Check it <and> see. <laughs> something, 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 something. It's so stinky. Pee. Oh, pee, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Don't I got... you know it's just a puddle of pee? Oh, there Lord. <laughs> She's a songwriter. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very unmanly when it comes to the bus, though. I just... It doesn't feel... Like, I mean, it feels like a, like just a, like a, a toilet on wheels, you know? <laughs> 
and, and just I've turned into a real like I'm not a germaphobe necessarily, but there's something about the. Buzz. You don't just like tough it out. You're just like, ooh, I don't like it. I don't no. like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yucky. Nah, it's just it, well, it's the, like and my the worst one is like eating on the bus. Oh yeah. Oh god. Like yeah. I can deal with almost everything else. You know, the guy clipping his nails and all that other no. stuff. No. I mean, I can I like I don't like it's illegal it. Illegal forever. Yeah. No, it should and it should be. For, I, my Ability believe for me that that bus would be. We'll clip him to death. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, 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 for sure. I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But the, but is... the number one on my list is like, and I don't like if it's like M and M's or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I mean, you are yeah. still gross because you know the bus you're is. You're touching gross. the bus and then you're putting right. your fingers into your mouth. Like that's just not a good choice. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's just the like they bring the smells. You know, well, t- they bring the smell, well, and, like, and then, and then it's, no... it's usually something sloppy that's fallen all over the place, and some guy, and he's, and he's and he's probably wearing sandals, you know, and that makes it gross. And yeah, it's oh, just... and like uh, like a like a chow mein noodle flops out and falls on his horrible feet. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and then just... he picks it up probably. No, right, no, Chris, right. So no. <laughs> you took yeah. that one more I'm step. Just, I'm just thinking of Subway because that smell permeates everything, and there's no like boundaries with smells i'm so mad about scent all like all the oh, time all the time where it's like when people come on with like the major cologne or perfume or right. like really stinky food on the bus where it's just like we're trapped in here together i like, totally got on a community shuttle last night with takeout i feel really bad but it was so good so whatever <laughs> plus there's yeah. only like four people on it so and they were old so they it's probably fine katie smell. you're part of the problem but we still <laughs> love you <laughs> thank you thank you i mean yeah. i mean how else do we get our takeout home truly it's I guess drive in a car or walk. Yeah, I usually walk my takeout home. That's true. But I couldn't get I couldn't get what I wanted, mm. and then take it home. It's too far. Yeah, it's too far. You know, little sacrifices. I guess. I just I had to make myself into what I hate <laughs> to get what I wanted. <laughs> it's sometimes the things that we hate the most like because if, it triggers something in our own selves. But if it's late at night and it's relatively empty or whatever, that's one. But it's just on a crowded because like, there's always oh, somebody that smells like pepperoni just to start with, right? Just like a good greasy <laughs> meat. And so then there's that's that general just base odor. Well, and then there's that sort of general uh, like. Uh, cumin sort of bo smell. Cumin is totally what it is. Yeah, it smells like cumin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's, a, it's bo for sure. Cumin but and pickles. Yeah, yeah, and the sourness of that is like not. Oof, not it's just that kind of potpourri of. Uh, uh, just a gross stew of humanity. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> ugh. ugh, I love the city. I hate the city. Yeah, so much. yeah. Like I just uh, the duality of that feeling is so strong. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere else, but it's also terrible. Right. <laughs> Right. It's very bad, and there's so many of us, and we are not very considerate of yeah. each other. And, and I'm, I'm sure I'm a big hypocrite on some level. I'm sure I've grossed somebody out somewhere along the line, but anyways. Yeah, you generally try to keep it. Yeah. Keep try it, to keep it undisgusting. My my big pet peeve, I've mentioned many times on this podcast, is I don't like when people eat bananas on mm-hmm. public transit, because they are just little scent bombs of yeah. like gooey sweetness. And then they just have to hold the flaccid peel till they like get to a place they can throw it out. And I'm just like... Oh, please don't leave it on here. Please take it with you. It's just the grossest thing. I've been developing, like, a weird food thing that I never used to really have, where as soon as I'm finished eating it, I just want it away. Like yeah, so every look at every it. dish that like you know or I'm eating lunch at my desk at work or whatever and it's like I immediately have to go wash the container I don't yeah. want any lingering like remnants and I'm like is there like some weird like food shame thing happening or it's like you, you know, don't want anyone to see the evidence well it's like you know when you watch porn and then you finish and then you're just like oh I'm done Ugh, yeah. get it away I'm kind of starting to do that with food and it's weird <laughs> isn't that a Sophie Buttle bit maybe. <laughs> maybe the thing that comes up accidentally is the thing that made you close it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's never like the nice beginning of the video. No, it's true. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> See that. 
So, Ed, you were in the Georgia Street this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hot off the heels well, of your... Well, certainly the <laughs> online version, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't mean it might be a print version. It doesn't really matter, but yes, you are correct. <laughs> I am correct. Yes. Yes, I am. I did my research. Mm-hmm. It was a great article. And it was talking about yeah. aforementioned Stand Up and Deliver. Or Tell no? us about Stand Up that... and Deliver. I mean, we know about it because we're in the know, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, Stand Up and Deliver is um, the second longest uh, running uh, comedy open mic in town. I have oh. to give props to Johnny Paul because, and I will, and this is an important point to make because uh, even though, you know, I'm biased and I think our show is the best, uh, um, and, and I think objectively that's probably true, but, 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 you know, um, but, I've been the, to the toll <laughs> yeah, but, but, we all and, have. and this is a big but, and, 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 and really this but. is like, you know, Johnny Paul may or may not hear this, but, but, but there was a big, there was a big desert of nothingness. Like there was, uh, there, everybody talks about the Goldies era where like a lot of the comics, uh, you know, kind of like the more experienced amateurs and some of the professionals came out of that mm-hmm. era, you know, and it's kind of beloved era. Uh, and then Goldies kind of went away. And then there was this era where I started comedy, uh, a little over two years ago, which was the Lux Lounge slash Sinbin era. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, and that was brutal. Yeah. I mean, Sinbin was slightly better just because it was a small room. I mean, it looked like it looked like somebody's kill room. Uh, it was poorly lit and it was <laughs> covered in plastic for no reason. Right. Yeah, it, it was like, no, it had it <laughs> was like, painted dripping. black. It was painted black and it was like there were no windows and it was in the back of like a, a like a sports bar. Yeah. And it was very like it was creepy. But uh, but um, it was run a, a bit better uh, than than the other. One. And But Lux was like it was just where jokes went to die, you know. Oh, the, God. the sight lines are terrible, and and uh, and they did have some some good uh, uh, shows prior to the open mic. But once the mic started, it was if you can imagine kind of like the way the mic, like if you can imagine if like Twelve Kings at the very end of the show with maybe one person there who's just there to drink. Oh God! And you telling your jokes. That was Lux Lounge. Oh God! But for another. 12 comics, right? Like maybe everyone had to slog through that. Yeah, oh yeah, or... yeah. And it, and you either you either did or you quit, right? And yeah. so so I think that was good, but then Johnny getting back to to 12 Kings and and that that was the first good mic where you're like, "Oh my god, this is, you know, like that's how I you know, that gives you a reference point for Yeah, people are here, and even if it's mostly other comics, people are still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but if you're telling a joke and it's all other comics in the room, at least uh, if if it's something new about the joke or it's a new joke, like they're not gonna not laugh. Exactly, you get you to know. test that still. Right, it's an acid test for sure. Right, because you know they like we all know that, um, you know sometimes the laughs come a little grudgingly or or maybe they're, they're distracted. But you know if so, anyways. Um, so props to Johnny because that was the first. That was the one that kind of got it all going. Because if you look around now, everybody's having their one year, two year anniversary of mm-hmm. a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Right, chords. Uh, is having like they minus uh, yours is <laughs> yeah. one year and then I was just thinking all all the other ones so John you know really Johnny doing that really kind of got the ball rolling for mm-hmm. all these other ones yeah. and then uh, Benny's was the other one I'm thinking of and then yeah. um, Benny's is great too and now there's like yeah. there's basically a show a night or two that you could go to pretty much which is pretty cool yeah 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 
Yeah, so. no, there's there's a lot of like little open mics and stuff. Like uh, Susie runs one yep. on Thursday nights called the Bomb Shelter. That I think like you that's can, in Goldie's basement. right? Yeah, the, the eight eight people or something can pre sign up and then yeah, it's it's really late night though, so I'll never go. But because uh, I don't start my night at ten thirty p.m. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. ancient. Yeah, and, and and God bless Susie too because she does. She works really hard. So much. I mean, between be, between baller. her like the book shows and the mic and. You know, she's the... And she un- does comedy. She, yeah, and she does, she's just the unsung hero, in my opinion. Oh, know, totally. So. Well, I'll sing her anytime. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. me too. Absolutely. So. Excellent. She's, she's a hoot and a half, and she works super hard. And, you know, we'd say the same about you. Yeah, so any so anyways, I forget what the original question was. Just, but, just tell us about Stand Up and Deliver. So, <laughs> so getting back to Stand Up and Deliver, so... so um, yeah, I, what happened was is, uh, some very new comic, a very new, nervous young man thought he wanted to do an open mic and it was at the current location which is Seven Dining Lounge. Okay. And it was not well attended. Like maybe there were like a dozen people who showed up for it and okay. and and uh it was really kind of raw and rough and then um and then after that um you know the guy who sort of booked for them because they had a booker at the time. Mm-hmm. He he said, "Do you want to take a crack at it, at doing a comedy show here?" And and I said, "Yeah, let me think about it." But then a lot of people contributed. Like uh, mm-hmm. when I was t- t- trying to figure out the format, like uh, uh, Stuart Jones, who had, who had done a show there prior, he says, "Well, why don't you make it an open mic? Because at least that way, the venue is going to have like thirty something comics." Um, buy you know, beer. drink, buy and beer, and they're, they're, yeah, so it's yeah. a good way to at least start and establish a relationship with the venue. Or right? Like yeah, that. get a, and then so so that way at least they'll get increased business, which is really what they want, and then what you want is a place to to have a mic. Uh-huh. So that was, and also you don't have to book it. You know, there's some things that are easier about it. Uh-huh. Um, and then so and but then I thought, well, you know, even though I'm, it's an open mic, I I really would like somebody a little bit more experienced than me. And then that's where Sam came along, Sam uh-huh. Tonning, and and you know, he he's just so knowledgeable about. The only thing he's more knowledgeable about, other than comedy, is music. Mm-hmm. So he, he, so that was a great partnership, and awesome. it was a good, good cop, bad cop relationship where he <laughs> got to play the tough guy, you know, and, and lay down the law, and I got to be the sweetheart. Who, <laughs> you know, and wait, this was all a manipulation? Yeah, the whole yeah. Time? Well, it was. Un- I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. well, it was kind of unfair to him, hook, but you know, sucker. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was I a, think he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay with it. But I mean, he, he's obviously, the Teflon Don. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. It kind of. It kind of works for both. Worked for both. But anyways, it was it was a great relationship, and we did that for one and a half years. And then and we and then and we were like minded, right? We both there was so much crossover the way we thought. Like my vision for the for this mic was that, and and I was so naive, right? Yeah. Like I was thinking, uh, I want this to be an open mic where regular people are going to want to come and watch it week after week, mm-hmm. right? That it's it's going to feel like a Discover book show. Discover some new talent. Yeah, it's going like, to feel like 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 a show. Like it's not just going to be like a like a depressing open mic, right? That was my vision for it, right? And and I thought, well, you know, I I. I th- I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but I think that's sort of come true. You know, like if you go there now, at least for the first two thirds of the show, you get a decent sized audience, and and I count new comics as audience members. Oh, totally. You know, because um, they're learning at the same time. They're learning. They're, they're experiencing right. and they're enjoying it too, because they're just like, oh, maybe I could do this. Cool. Maybe I'll go up later. Like. Yeah, yeah, and and also they they're like they don't know your all of your material and mm. yet <laughs> they will and then uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they'll become cynical too. But then, but yeah, they're uh, so that's and and we really inc- I think the success of ours is that we really encouraged. We weren't snobby about it on, in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, like on one hand. Um, 
you know, yeah, obviously you have to tip your hat to the pros. When they come in, they go up early, and then that's just the way it is, right? And, and that's the way it should be. However, um, we also, you know, if new comics were showing up regularly and if they were buying drinks and if they were bringing people, then they moved up the list, mm -hmm. you know, cause yeah, you know, that all that stuff is very important for the health of the show. Right. Totally. And they so, it. yeah. And then, so we wanted to be very fair and egalitarian about it. Mm -hmm. And, and we figured, you know, you got up late one week, you will get you up early the next week. And we really tried to strike a balance there. Right. You know, you, that's you, really, again, the, going back to consideration. I think that's cool. Some people don't think about it's consider. Yeah. It's, it's consideration, but it's also, you know, healthy for the show in mm -hmm. the long run because th then those people come back and they're yeah. like, oh, they feel well, taken care of. Yeah, that yeah. So so I think nurturing the new comics, right? Because I, I would notice other people kind of picking off our new comics, going messaging them. I mean, I'm sure that like I don't know exactly how it happened, but it's suddenly these guys were over at that show, and that's fine. That's great. That's <laughs> the way it should be. But I know for sure they started in our room mm -hmm. and they kind of migrated to the other ones, and so I feel like, you know, it was a room that really encouraged people just to try comedy. You know, and mm -hmm. then, because uh, I just think it's, I had, I didn't have a, you know, again, it just goes back to maybe because I'm a real lefty, you know, like I'm a real <laughs> socialist when it comes Hell to yeah. most things, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I felt like, no, this is, we're going to make this fair. Mm -hmm. Comedy comrades. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so. Like it. Yeah. It's uh, to me like the the thing that I'm picturing is just like fertile soil for like people to grow. Where it's like, no, you know, we've cultivated this and it's really good, and you can plant yourself in here and like, yeah, yeah and, grow and, a little bit. And you could be snobby about comedy in a lot of different ways, right? Like for example, like people tell a joke and it, and it's a bad joke on on several levels. Like it's offensive, it's 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 low hanging fruit, it's mm -hmm. easy, but you know what? Like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say I didn't do stuff like that when I was first starting. Totally. And then you eat a dick on a bad <laughs> joke, and the punishment is built right in. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you you're like, it's really like is. a shot color. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, bad, I, bad comic. Bad. <laughs> well, the silence is, is, is deafening. deafening, and it's, and it hurts. It's physically, it feels like being thwacked with something. Right. So, unless you get a person who's totally like out to lunch and they just have no sense of what's going on that's in the so room. So like 10% of the people who come in pretty much. Y yeah, okay, there's a, there's a percentage. Your number and my number might be a little bit different, but but they are out there for sure. The ratio is much different at the end of the night. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, so but anyways, uh, I didn't want to be a snob on any level because I figured, you know, like it's you could pile on those guys if you want, but at the same time, Maybe they'll learn. Okay. You know, maybe it might take him two years to go. You know what? I hate eating dicks, and and I hate, like, like, like pe people thinking I'm a jerk and whatever. And so they'll just learn and they'll get better. Like, so I wasn't going to punish them over and above what they already went through on stage. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. fair. So it's like you can still come back and try it out, but like you're gonna <laughs> need to write it a little differently. Yeah, it, like a right. comedy dad letting people face natural consequences for their actions. Yeah, we said. Yeah, we said. Yeah, we put the we put up the noose, and you know you figure Give out what you exactly want to do. exactly as <laughs> much rope as they need to hang themselves, right? right? Yeah, yeah. to me, it's a very natural process. I yeah. mean, that was my approach to it. And then so, like, the whole idea of having, like, even censoring and stuff, I thought, you know, there's no, like, if I get a reason to, like, Johnny had a very specific reason to, to do, like, like they, they can't do rape jokes at that one. And it's because, like, you know, staff complained because, like, one night, you know, they just went nuts. And, and it was, it, you know, and then it just... 
you know, pissed off a bunch of people and yeah. people who work there, you know, yeah, and it's like bad blood with the venue. And well, again, cause you're invading of, their space. The right. the show, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's so, their job. Right. Right. Like, right. They don't so feel threatened at their work. yeah. So you can't, so that was a very specific reason, but right. I mean, just in general, uh, like I said, I, I'd rather the, you guys do shut down things in like specific circumstances. We do. Yeah. Be, but like, it's like white people using the N word a bunch or something like that tend to get lit very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll light people early. Uh, but also if, if they're just messing up the room, right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the thing is, is you want to, you know, you want the, the quote unquote real audience members that are there yeah. to have a good experience mm-hmm. and then to go, you know, for however long they stay, whether it's an hour, maybe they just caught a half hour, they just came for dinner and they caught a half hour, but we want to front load that half, that time oh, yeah. on the show so that, we'll, you know, even though it might be seeing some new comics and I'm not saying a new comic can have a good set, new comic yeah. can have a great set, oh, yeah. but you know, you, that's why you, you know, put all the pros up early if they're there and then you, you, you basically, so their, their sense of, of what the show could be is positive when they leave, mm-hmm. right? And they might come back. And they might come back. Yeah. And we've had guys. We and, and, and now it's weird. Like you have guys coming in like all hours of the night, right? It's like the, clo- the like we've got six comics left, and you got a couple come in. They want to have some drinks, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you want a few comics left? And and quite frankly, it's you know, it's slim pickings. <laughs> yeah, slim pickings, and they're like, that's ah, fine. You know, we saw the show last week, and we thought it was great, and then we just wanted to have a drink and hang out. So well, that's really cool. Yeah. So right on. Yeah, I like it. I had some questions sort of prepared. Okay. You prepared questions? I know, I just, well, because I'm journaling now, and, <laughs> and so I read your article and it just made me start thinking about other shows that, like, there's uh, an open mic that I played at in Edinburgh that was really amazing, mm. and it was music, yeah. um, but, like, there were two different kinds of open mics run by the same guy, and he had more of, like, the Monday night drop-in at, like, the Loud Raucous, like, Irish bar, and uh, whistle binkies. And <laughs> <laughs> That's made up. No, it's so good. It's, um, but he would like he would kind of like pre-book some people in different slots to like keep the energy up right. throughout the night, and then like fill in the rest like when people got in to sign up. Yeah. So I was wondering, like you were saying, like you don't really book folks, but you do the shuffle sort of on the night yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bit. yeah, because you want to strike a balance, right? It's. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, and Amber uh, Harper Young calls it. What does she call it? The the lady cluster, you know, where like you you, you get a bunch of women uh, in a row, and she doesn't like that. She's like, oh well, guys, it's used as an excuse to go have a, a cigarette break. And I never thought about it that way. I'm like, well, she's. I'm thinking, oh, she's experienced. She's not. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even thinking on the gender level, and I probably should have been, but it just happened. That's the way the list went, right? Or this person signed up early last week, so she's got to go now, mm-hmm. you know, and this person, because uh, people who stay to the end of the show, they, you know, one of the rewards is they get to sign up early for the next week, you know, they would have a little nice. auto thing. Because mm-hmm. um, they just, can go very late. Yeah, this, that, this, that's just part of the whole socialist <laughs> aspect like that. that we were yeah. talking about yeah. earlier. But then, uh, and Sam is going to hate this, because, like, you know, he is the, the opposite end of the political spectrum. But you know what? He shouldn't have left the show. That's his fucking problem. So. <laughs> but, but, now we took it over. Yeah. No, but anyway, he, yeah. So um, okay. what are we talking about? So, uh, getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. So curating the show, I think, yeah. is a word, right? Yeah. So so basically, yes, you, you try to strike some balance in there, whether it's male, female energy. Uh, or if you know some comic styles, or if it's experience, you know, yeah, yeah st- exactly. You know, like you'll get one comic up there who you know might be very talented, but he has stuff that you know might be um, challenging for some of the audience, right? And then you get another guy, you're like, okay, well, this guy just you know he just lobs. 
big softballs at the audience and they bop it around like a bunch of seals. Uh, you know, so you kind of, yeah. you know, you really want to strike that. And you never know what they're going to respond to. Yeah. Sometimes you're way off. You're yeah. like, geez, they love that. They hated this. I'm like, geez, you know, like uh, you can't always predict what they're going to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you try to do that as much as you can. And, and that's just the, you know, you want it to make it a good show. Yeah. You know, like I, I think of the mistake that other people who run mics do. I'm not talking about people in the city or whatever, but I think just Otherwise in general. Your... Yeah, it's just that um, it's like you put out a list and then they go up in order. Uh, or, you know, they might have some rules like, yeah, the pros go first or whatever. But to me, you know, it's my show still. You know, and that's my audience, and this is my room. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be as good a show as it can be. I don't give a damn if it's an open mic. Mm-hmm. That's my general philosophy mm-hmm. about it. So that's the part where that's, that is more totalitarian yeah. than socialist. I'm like, no, no, this is my room. You know, I, I'm going to live and die by the decisions made here. So Yeah, because you're going to be there every week, and you right. still have the relationship with the audience and the venue. To that's maintain, right, right? Yeah. And, and the consistency of the show. So you want to curate it, uh, yeah. and they use that word, and I kind of don't like the word for whatever reason. It just sounds uh, snooty. It sounds, snooty, it sounds yeah. snooty, right, and I'm not a snooty person. Well, that's but... like what I was, like my friend Cam, who did the other one, like he really curated, but insofar as he would be like, okay, hey, Chris, like I know that you're really good, we're going to put you on at 11 right. on yeah. Monday, and like would do all the behind the scenes, and right, when I right. first showed up, I was like, oh, just signing up, da-da-da, I thought it was more egalitarian. It turns out that he was like stacking the deck a little yeah. bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I totally like, respect that. It really made for a really good show, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was for like all the all the folks to come out to the pub on a Monday night and dance and have a good time, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. But it also felt a little unfair to me, Cam, if you're listening. Because <laughs> well, an, op- an open mic on yeah. some level is, you know, like, you're hurting a lot of cats, right? Yeah. And so you want to control things as much as you can, mm-hmm. right? You know, we got a little controlled section here, and then, then it's, there'll probably be some chaos in there. Then, mm-hmm. the, then we'll get back to, we'll mm-hmm. rein it in over that, you know what I mean? So yeah. just over the course of the night. So. But it's cool. There's, like, a bit of artistry that you do in that way, like, and paying attention to, like, everybody's styles that come back week after right. week and you get to know the comics and you get to kind of know who you would shuffle where. That's right. But it's on the night you're basically just given, like, okay, here's all your pieces. Now you get to arrange them into, like, some yeah. kind of beautiful comedy mosaic. And, and you, get, you get enough. And the thing is, is, um, you know, you get so many out-of-towners now. Like, you get so mm-hmm. many people come. And maybe it's because of, the like, the Facebook uh, presence or whatever. I don't know what it is, or just word gets around. Yeah, people know they're visiting, they're coming through, and it's like, where can I go and work some stuff out tonight? Yes, yeah, so you'll, you'll have three got three doctors. We had like three, two or three doctors from New York City come through, and they and they were on a, uh, with a conference, and they brought friends, and then so oh, that wild. and yeah, and and then you get guys coming up from Southern California and other places, and and we just. The like feet, to performer to watch. Yeah, to to, to perform, okay. but they they might like they, a lot of these guys usually have regular jobs, you know. But they do stand up in their hometowns. Now they're on the road. They do stand up in our town, and yeah. that's the cool thing about it is that oh, you can just like you bring it with you, right? Like your guitar, right, or <laughs> as a musician, right? Yeah. Or, that's um, one of the best things about traveling now is just like, yeah. oh, I can go make a couple friends for a few hours. Yeah, and, yeah, it's really fun. That's I I know to me it's like I, it's weird because I haven't traveled much since I started comedy, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm looking forward to. You mm-hmm. know, is now. You know, the show's running a little smoother. Mm-hmm. You can leave it to Roman for a bit. You could go travel for a little while. Like, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you need at least one partner, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody who can MC, because you know, people, you know, sometimes you know, we we do have guest MCs, as you guys know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but you know, if they get sick or they whatever, and mm-hmm. then you have to fill in, and then and you and, and sometimes they have to leave, and then you have to fill in at the end of the show. But yeah. so yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's good to be involved with as many people as possible right now. Like, uh, my two comedy partners are both finishing their dissertations. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm kind of busy with the show, uh, <laughs> trying to get it mounted again. But we, gotta, we just finalized uh, a, a lineup. Mm. For our show, and we're doing it on the twenty fifth of May, June, June twenty twenty fifth of May was There's, yesterday. Oh, yeah, the day before. I know how time works. Yeah, <laughs> you do. We'll get back into the wayback machine. We're gonna go to the sick show, <laughs> June twenty fifth. Okay, yeah, people 25th. can mark so it in their calendars. Please now. put it down in your copy books now. But yeah, we got a really, really sick lineup for it. Yeah, so. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, it, you got, you guys run a great show. I oh, mean, I, and I've like I've I told Justin and, and and Kyle as well. But I mean, that's like it's the show where like. They just you just treat the the comics with such great respect. Oh yeah, you know we and want everybody to feel nurtured. Yeah, and pe- well, similar similar kind of oh yeah uh, backgrounds to yeah. The, both of you like just wanting to make sure that everyone feels it's nice to get good to and respected and then they'll come back again. Amateurs as professionals, so like we've get we've given a lot of people their first comedy paycheck, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because yeah. if, if we make any money on the show, it goes right back into the comics because it's like we're also very socialist comedy socialism. Mm-hmm. We're really, really intrigued by that, and I just because there's no profit to be made, yeah, really. Yeah. Like you could hoard the money and still make like maybe a thousand dollars in a year, and why do that when you could just like spread it around? A yeah, little? and then someone right. gets twenty bucks, and that's you know, they can buy some drinks at the next open mic they go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's all yeah. It's all a rich, weird economy of its own. You know, there's a lot of there's it's it's a social economy. You do favors for people. They like take care right. of you. Right, and paying it forward is a big part of it. You know, yeah. because. Um, the other reason why, you know, because if you go way back, like, way back, I've been in it for, like, less than two and a half years, so, <laughs> it's, anyways, but, like, when it first started, and, um, uh, like, Simon King was, I think, just getting ready to leave town, but he did a little impromptu, he has the, the podcast, he's got the one podcast where he's, where he was kind of in the back room of, of, um, one of the kids' rooms, I forget, um, Displace. And then, so he just gave some, a lot of free information to new comics. Just, he's just like, Hey, just buy me a drink and I'll just, you know, and, and that guy can, can yammer on. And, would his oh podcast, yeah. would he do it solo or he would like interview no, a new comic and yeah, talk well, about like advice? And... No, no, no. This is just him just say, saying, Hey, you know, here's all the information that of everything I've learned, which is a, a, a ton, a, a ton, a lot. And, and, uh, here's what you should do and here's what you shouldn't do. And, and you just sit there and take, and which I did. And I was like, I was such a good student that way. I just wrote <laughs> everything down. And the one things he said was that, you know, if you're finding trouble getting mic time in and all new comics do, one thing you can consider is starting your own room because, Mic time is a commodity. Yes, quid pro quo. Yeah, you give mic time, you get mic time. And so, you know, I think a lot of people sort of figure that out after a while. And I think that's why a lot of these rooms popped up. Because, Mm -hmm. yes, we are egalitarian and and all that. But at the same time, we... uh, we we're selfish. We want you know you you know that when you get you give something you get something. Mm-hmm. That's so that's just kind of the way the world works. And so, uh, and you want to be a person like you want to be a good citizen, right? You want to be something who gives as well as takes. Yeah. There are a lot of takers. You know? Yeah, a lot. It, yeah, it still throws me off sometimes yeah. when people just don't have the the interpersonal skills to yeah. realize that they're asking a lot in right. a situation. Yeah, and, and it's fine to ask a lot. Like yeah. I think people have asked, like when when I was doing the book shows, and, and like you're, they'd stretch themselves, right? You're going, okay, well, you know, like for we when I was running the quitter, the one hitter quitter, like the, the monthly comedy competition there, uh, with with Peaver, um, 
like you, uh, we'd have like I'm like, well, no, we have to get the best person for the money, right? So I'd be, you know, I, if uh, I got, you know, you get Bueller, you get Katie Allen Humphreys, you get Ivan, whoever I can get, you know, at that time who's available, who will do it for that money. I want that person headlining, right? right? It's for the audience. For me, it's always about the audience. Mm-hmm. And then so, um, um, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, there. <laughs> it happens uh, about yeah. people, people stretching themselves, stretching themselves, right? So then people would, uh, but then you get other comics who are like they just want to headline, and they're probably ready to headline at other shows, but not this one because I'd say, look, I mean, I'm not as good as as you are. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but you, but look at who we've booked to headline these yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense, but you know, and then so that becomes a little awkward, but then most people will, be, will go, yeah, yeah, I know I'm stretching myself and you mm-hmm. go, yeah, okay, cool. And then, and then other people might get a little bent out of shape, mm-hmm. but, and that's awkward because they are, that person is more advanced than you, mm-hmm. right? You're in that weird position of being the new comic, but yeah. you're the arbiter somehow. But, right. Like, yeah, and yeah. then, and you have to tell them, you know, in a very kind way that, you know, you're, you're not, on the level of the headliners you're booking. So it's, mm-hmm. so, but you, so it, but it just makes you grow as, as a comedy person, you yeah. know, you, you have to be, become a big boy or girl and yeah. you have to not be afraid of people and just say, Hey, you know, you, so I had messaged somebody who's, you know, like mm-hmm. Colin Sharp, I would message him. I'd say, how do I deal with this? <laughs> and then he would be always the voice of reason. And he'd go, like, come sit on dad's knee. Yeah. With his, looks like and that's where you always want it. You want a guy with a, mu- yeah, with a mustache, you know, who's like this, some corny dude, you know, like Bob Ned Bob Flanders Burgers. dude to, 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 to say, okay, Ed, well, you know. And then it was always great advice coming You know, back. I'm 28 years old, <laughs> yeah. and in my many years of being alive. Yeah, but he's, like, taunting that way, where, like, they, they might be whatever age they are, but they seem, like, from the previous oh, yeah. generation. Sam right? really, truly looks like he just popped out of 1978 yeah. and just emerged fully formed. Yeah, and, well, it's Stuart Jones had a great line about him. He's, like, he's, like, he's, because he's, I was talking about, oh, his dad's, Sam's dad's coming to visit, you know, from Victoria or whatever, and, and he's, like, what is, I wonder what Sam's dad is like. He's, like, they probably will both wear cardigans, right? He's, like, I bet Sam carves the turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man of the house now. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of true because, like, I, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but his dad looks like a kind of like he he could be kind of a, a, a lefty uh, university professor, which he, he probably isn't, but he kind of looks like he could right. be. Okay. And Sam, look, you know, looks like Sam, right? So it's like he looks yeah. like the more conservative of the two. <laughs> it's so but, funny that Sam would have like a, uh, a, like a leftist lawyer for a girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. She's a pretty big feminist. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's one of those Some really stuff just works. Some stuff y- just works. Yeah, it's one of those kind of funny things that where the chemistry is just weirdly right. Yeah, know? like like she like they balance each other out. You know, he oh, yeah. he definitely needs someone like that in his life to rein him in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she just thinks he's a big goofball, and and she just he makes her laugh. Um, you know, so great. You know. That's all. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. No, they've always I've always like I could be mystified by the relationship, but I'm not at all. I'm like, no, it's it. it it works. I mean, <laughs> on paper maybe not, but in the yeah. in the reality, like yeah. there's so many other factors than just your politics that go into oh, relationships. Oh god, yeah, like, yeah. Well, there, there's so many cute comedy couples too. Like that's, that's one true. for sure. And then and then and then Stu and and, and Anna, uh, you know, um, Anastasia, are, that's such a cute couple. And I don't know who those Stuart people Jones. are. Oh no, I didn't know. He yeah. A, so, but anyways, he had a special but lady. yeah, yeah, and they're so like I don't know. They're cute as heck. They're so cute. Yeah. Aww, I love You're just kind love. of a romantic. I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> I am. That's, That's good, though. It's nice to be a romantic. Yeah. Your wife is lovely. She takes pictures for the show and mm-hmm. like is pretty involved in some stuff. I don't know how much. She's taken almost everybody's profile picture. <laughs> yeah. 
I know right. it's so funny when I'm scroll through Facebook and sometimes it's even like the people that you know or just the people that I already know and you just see the background that like the seven dining lounge like background. our our diffuser here they've got like this right. awesome wood diffuser in the back and so everyone's probably I'm just like oh comic 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 like you can pick it, them out right that's, that's all the same and the background. background is definitely part of it but yeah. I told I told her I said you know people aren't posting just any picture from Seven Dining Lounge. They're yeah. posting your pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's right. phenomenally talented. And she captures some, like, really, like, good action shots. You know, that's not it's easy the, to The do. people's personality comes through a lot in her photos. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to call myself out on it because I'm like, oh, what a big galoot I am. I'm such a... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you can feel Neil Webb's weird energy coming right, through, right. too. It's like, oh, it's all contained in the bun. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> and, and, and getting back... Yeah, I mean, get the success of the show, like, she is huge, you mm-hmm. know? like she's, It really does contribute to the social media media presence, hey? Absolutely. Like, cause, little logo in the corner of the photos. Because it's so visible. You know, oh, yeah. It's so visible on, on like, in the in the Vancouver stand-up community, and then, like, their, like, friends are like, hey, where was that taken? Or, mm-hmm. you know, can I come and see you next time? And yeah. Then, and then, so, um, it's just become a very, sort of, iconic thing. Yeah. You know? It's a bit of a signature. And yeah. that's, that's all her, right? Like, I, like, I try to even remember how it started. She's like, like, I mean, I, I didn't ask her to do it. I mean, I might have asked her casually, just, hey, do you mind taking a couple of pictures? Because she, she was a real photo bug when we first met, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we've we been together for, like, it'll it's going to blow your mind. Like, we went to get, it'll, in August, it'll be, like, 30 years. What the fuck? <laughs> How old were you when you got together? I was 20. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it That's is. Awesome. It is nuts. It's nuts, and it's awesome, and it doesn't feel that long. Yeah. Like for me to say the number, like it's just, it's hard wow, for me to wrap my brain sweeties. around. Wow, you sweeties! I like that so much. I don't. I don't know why, but I thought that you, both of you, the two of you, had been married to other people before, and then like got together like in your thirties or something, because you seem to really like really like each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I was like, oh, it's like one of those little late in life they figured out what they wanted, but no, you figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, no, it's, the thing is, it's weird because, like, so much of my life has not worked out. Like, a lot of people, right? You're like, oh, my, my like, like, it's just a big garbage dump over there, right? Just, yeah. you know, and you know, I don't want to get into the details, but then there's one part of your life where it's just, like, it just worked out. Like, you didn't have to try hard. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just some, somebody up there just said, you know what? Like, let's we'll give just, you this one. We'll give you this one, pal. You know, you're to not keep, that bad a guy, well, you know. This will keep you afloat so you can deal with all the other right, shit later. Right, Seriously, <laughs> you know. And that's a whole other, that'll be a whole other show maybe. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we hope to do this for a long time but we don't know that many but people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please come back. Yeah. Oh, this is great. No, but, it was a gift, but, but it was like, it was like, you know, it was so, but the thing is, we also spent stretches of time apart, mm-hmm. you know, like just not on purpose, but like I had to go work for three months at one point and, you know, down the States. And then, and then we were, we spent a year apart before she moved out to Vancouver, you know, cause we grew up in just outside of Windsor, Ontario, right. you know, and, and, uh, we used to be called sandwich. Well, I'm not going <laughs> LaSalle is called now. But I had an onion tied to my belt, which yeah. was the style at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It was, it was very, uh, rural, yeah. you know, and, uh. And it was, yeah, uh, very kind of like the, the they had standard bred horse racing up the street from us, you know. Oh, okay. And, and and my next door neighbor, who was kind of the first girl that I kind of made out with, uh, <laughs> she was. Story. Yeah, yeah, you're she. So classic, they they had the well, no, that she well, you know, she, it, it was well, all it was well, all her it was all her, you know. I mean, I was very naive, but but anyways, but they they had like the they, they bred the horses that were in the like the like the Windsor Raceway, which is just up you know for, further up the road. So it was very it was like. Like, I had a 65-house uh, paper route, 
right? Uh-huh. It went with big gaps between the houses. Like yeah. it was, uh, you know, built some serious character, like just mowing our lawn and doing that paper. <laughs> built route. character, built calf muscles, more yeah, like absolutely, probably. man. Like if you see these legs, like I'm very proud of these legs, man. Like, this, <laughs> up, yeah. I mean, you'll see, like, these, like, these you'll are, like... You'll see. Yeah. I, <laughs> One day you'll gets, all see. If it gets hot enough in are. here, if it gets hot enough in here, like I said, uh, but, I mean, uh, between cycling that and, and that paper jorts. route... That's man, exactly what I told him. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's exactly what I messaged you. It was like, well, if it gets too hot, you can cut your jeans into jorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. And that we was just, the style at the time. We were so. just really into jorts. You got the, the real, like, letter Kenny vibe growing up. In, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but it was very. It was like it was like I don't know Huckleberry Finn or something. Like, it was a different mm-hmm. life altogether. Your whitewashing fences. And... We built literally built rafts out of like uh, t- um, tractor uh, inner tube, like um, tire thing. Tire, oh my god! Yeah, and, and then we'd put boards on top. We tied together with ropes, and we go down like what's called Turkey Creek, which is a tributary <laughs> of the. Of the Detroit River, yeah, and there was like they had like snapping turtles, and they had like golden like car, like golden carp like in the water. You know, you, could you go noodling in the river? Well, there, you, you you could, but I mean, it was you know like the key snap aspect. Snapping turtle of that, take your finger right off. Oh God! I did mention it was a tributary of the. Uh, like an offshoot of the Detroit River. You probably right? don't want to so, eat those fish. No, you don't want to eat the. And the fact that the turtles were alive was was remarkable. You know, so, they like turned into that. What, what did they call it? Like Fordite, I think it's called, like a fake agate that's uh, made out of just like collected paint from the Ford factory. Yeah. Have you seen this before? No. Either of you? It's the collecting of the paint like in the bottom of the factory floors that yeah. has like compressed over time and it looks right. like agate yeah, uh, yeah. and they sell it like they cut and polish it as if it were actually a gem, a gem. and it's called Fordite that's it's from the Ford paint plant wow. basically isn't that neat it is neat I'll uh, make that a little picture on there because yeah. I love I love stuff that is made of things let's <laughs> just keep Good. it real broad you Good. know Good. yeah but it, yeah so so you know get, getting like Detroit water Detroit water and the only reason I bring it up is that like I was like like just some like not a farm kid, but I was like a like a country boy in a way. Yeah. And Joan was like the suburban girl, I, and she was like best friends with my sister. She was your uptown girl. Yeah, in high school, like we're two grades apart. Like she's two years, like grades older than me, Ooh. right? Which is very scandalous, especially since she was my sister's best friend, oh right? My so there was a there was some there was some tension there, <laughs> but uh, so Hopefully but I mean she got over it. Yeah, which everybody got over, obviously. Uh, but uh, they've had some time. To yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> But anyways, that's it's hard to believe it's, it's been that long. Thirty years, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, my parents recently celebrated. They're like they got so young. You got together because my parents, my mom is my dad's third wife, mm-hmm. and they still got married in like eighty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's they just recently celebrated thirty five. I guess more. It's like thirty six now. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's good to be in love. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. but, yeah, but I mean, like you know, it's that cliche about them being your best friend. That is true. She is my best friend, but like that's also kind of cheapens it in a way. Yeah, you know, like I, I mean, I my, I, I mean, I got friends, and then there's Joan. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and my my best the friend, super best friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my current best friend is actually is is a, is a lesbian, right? And, and which is weird because I it's not weird at all like I don't want okay yeah. you know <laughs> it's okay Pod, podcasts this, are great because you yeah. have lots of time to unravel the yeah, story we, right right okay so just stick with me on this one uh, <laughs> my poison darts don't it's, come out until you say something way more offensive right, right like it's not it's not there's nothing weird about like it's funny because uh, Jenny Taze made fun of me because I I tried to tell this joke about how my best friend was a lesbian right and and, uh, and I kind of gave some examples of things that like, like we could sit out sit down and hang out together and like I said, like, you know, lesbians objectify women 
two. <laughs> uh, you know, and which is great. You know, you sit around and drink a beer, like, but the only difference is, is you know, like they'll they'll tell you when you cross the line between man and pig, right? You know? So and, and so I, I thought I had the good beginnings of a joke and everything, but she like her takeaway from that was like, Oh, Ed's Ed's so impressed with the fact that he's got a friend who's a lesbian, right? And I'm like, Well, it's not the fact that I've got a friend who's a lesbian, it's the fact that I'm a guy my age. And my best friend is a lesbian. I think there's, it's just an odd couple relationship. That's what I find funny. You know, it's not, like, it's, it's not, cute. yeah, you know what I mean. It's cute, it's, right? I it's think amazing it's, how much somebody can just say one thing right. and you're just like, no, wait, actually, um, uh, like, like, we're so fucking insecure, all yeah. comics. Like, when I was, uh, I was on the horn with, um, with Justin and Kyle, like my. You were on the horn with them, were you? <laughs> yeah, we were in the group chat, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was just talking about the, yeah, oh, I'm hosting the junction tonight and, uh, I'm working on some, like, contextual jokes. And Justin says to me, oh, are you going to do a joke about how it's a gay bar and you're gay? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> not anymore. No, I'm not. Yes, I, but, but reader, I was. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> that's all I did jokes about, because that's all my jokes are about, and I had a crisis of confidence. <laughs> so my friend is horrible, is basically what I'm saying. And you're going to roast battle him. I am going to roast battle him, yeah. I mean... You're uh, going to cream him, I hope. Well, I, I, that's my hope as well, you know, but... It's so many more to give you than him. Like, mm -hmm. the only one I could say is that you look vaguely like John Horgan when John Horgan puts on a baseball cap. That's yeah, pretty yeah. That's all I got. Well, Joan pretty thinks good. John Horgan's good looking, so yeah. you know, I'll take it. Uh, he's hey, a master mean, frolfer. It's, so. been, it's been established on our podcast that he's kind of kind of a kinda cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, but Justin O'Hearn is so eminently make funnable. He's so fu make funnable. I don't I don't know what anybody can say about you. It's like you kind of just look like a Bruce Springsteen song came to life. <laughs> Wow, these are all just compliments. They right? are. That's yeah. the thing. I'm like, what mean thing can you say about Ed? Oh, he's old. Yeah, that. Well, that's what it becomes. It becomes basically, yeah. It's a lot of old jokes, right? And yeah. like, like, like Johnny Paul's favorite stuff is like, Johnny you know, Paul's like your age. Well, practically, practically, <laughs> but but no, he's like. He's just young enough. That, like that's why he likes having me around, right? Because it's always nice to have somebody uh, yet older to offset right? a little bit. Yeah, so he's always like making jokes about. Oh, Ed looks like he's dressed like a guy. Because I, I was wearing, uh, like a like a toque, which I, I do wear in the winter, and but I happen to be wearing like a plaid shirt, right? So like, oh, Ed's, Ed's just dressed like how he thinks young people dress these days. Right? You know, that's, <laughs> like you're that's, in youth disguise. Right, right. Like Ed's, just, Ed's trying to hello, fit in. fellow kids. Yeah, like, and I'm like, well, I, like, not really, but I, it's a funny joke, right? Visually, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's about as harsh as it'll probably get, especially with Justin, right? Well. But, We'll see. But he's, we'll see. But he's... He's but, fucking stone-cold brutal. He, like, when we first met, he made fun of me. Really, what did like, he say about you again? Just, like, yeah. just something. Like, there were some digs of that <laughs> stuff. Not as bad as Roman Mancini roasts Roman, me constantly, oh, which God. I really love. Um, but it helps like, that Roman's, like, a good-looking guy. Because yeah. if he was ugly, I'd be like, shut up. Stop yeah. talking to me. Yeah, Instead, but, I'm just like, fine. I, I'm stupid. I know. <laughs> with, with Roman, I'm just like, uh, negging works. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Roman, don't listen to this podcast <laughs> retroactively. Please, not that he's going to. It's Whatever. not about wrestling. Whatever. It's not about but, wrestling or transcendental like, meditation. But like so. Justin has, like, yeah, he's got this kind of like emotionless, like cutting <laughs> through the quick, you know, where he's just like, oh, well, that's blah blah blah, and you're just like, mm, like no nuance, like that's not nice. And you can't get back at him because he doesn't have feelings like a person. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I know. uh, I got like a crapload of um. 
while I was hosting the junction, the the group chat was doing some of these horrible, horrible jokes about dead celebrities, and they wanted me to go up on stage and do them. I was like, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I don't think that that's a thing that Katie Norgren does. But uh, save it for the podcast. But save it for the podcast, right? I was going to. So try you got to, some there. Yeah, I was going to try to look them up, but okay. I, uh, I, I, if we just wait for me to do it, it's going to be very Yeah, awkward. no, it's fine. I just, like, I wanted to chime in just about, like, the loving your best friend or, like, relationship's best mm-hmm. friend thing, because I feel the same way, like, about my partner, also Ed. Right. Also very awesome dude. And it's like, he's not my best friend. Katie's my best friend. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> gab about everything that, like, I wouldn't talk to Ed about, and it's like, oh, but don't you feel like you're walling off a part of your whatever? It's like, no, he's just not interested in that stuff. Right, right. And he really, he hates gossip and shit talk. Like and he's I really, love And it. so Katie's the one that I can, like, work out some of the darkness. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that I'm not bringing it home right. and just, like, griping about whatever. And, like, I can vent about work to Katie, whereas, like, Ed and I, like, we keep it a little separated and yeah. we just enjoy each other's company. I like that, actually. Right. I think it's healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And, you, you know, you get different things things from different relationships mm-hmm. and like uh, like you know um like uh, well i should protect because it's it's funny about my friend i was just talking about because she's, she's on one way she's very private but another way she loves uh when people talk about her yeah so is she and, the friend that likes buffy the vampire slayer yeah so i'll call for the sake of this conversation we'll i'll call, call her buffy flangy Flangy. Oh. No, wait, that's too close. Let's call her Angie S. <laughs> I thought you were gonna call her buffy that'd be fun. yeah yeah so uh but no she um uh, she's great, but like, she's kind of like, uh, but she's also, she's a very, uh, she's, she's, she's very small and she's very feisty mm-hmm. and she's very loyal yes. and those are all great qualities, right? Yes. It's, it's great to have somebody like, like that. It's like your right, your right hand. She's my Snoop, yeah. right? We, did you guys ever, you watch the, the, uh, The Wire? No, but I am familiar with the character. Yes. Okay. Well, she's very much that, right? Like you don't want to get on this, in this small lady's bad side, Actually, right? Yes. And, but it's great to have her as an ally, right? Yeah. She's super loyal. Um, so, um, um, yeah, so, so, but we just joke about just dumb stuff. It's more of like a brother-sister relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? That's fun. And, and I mean, we talk about hot chicks, too, so. Yeah, and it's just fun to have somebody to, like, shoot the shit with and, like, yeah. kind of go a little bit dark and Well, we've fun, worked like... some of the same jobs together. That's how we became friends, oh, okay. right? So, so we, you know, we, we kind of, we're, you know, we got used to bitching about the same people and mm-hmm. doing that. So we bonded over that. Kind yes. Of, uh, over idiots. And... <laughs> we bonded <laughs> over idiots. Yeah. But, like, those are the things that, like, you don't, I don't, you know, you don't really bitch about work with your partner if you can help it. Like, it's nice to You try not, not to, because you want that separation. Like, yeah. It's not just because... Like, you don't want to dump it on them, but uh, there's that. But there's also the fact that you just want that separation between work and home. Yeah. And, and you feel like when you talk about work shit at home that it, it robs you of your home time. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, so. the joy that you can have in peace it's and the reverse. It's the reverse of... Of, 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 you know, uh, doing a number two at work, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Where you feel like you're taken back a little bit. You know, it's the reverse of that, so. Now I'm on my time. That's right. Yeah, I'm taking, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that bonus, but, you know. So. I found, uh, I found them. They're very bad. They're very, very bad. I'm going to actually. But I want to hear these coming out of your mouth. Oh, but it's so, okay, but I, this one is Gavin Clarkson's. Like, let's, let's be honest. Okay, that he, it was his horrible joke was oh it was all just awful jokes about dead celebrities so this one was did the lead singer of queen pass his aids on to anyone else and if so did they all die of mercury poisoning no 
I don't know. I don't want to take a bath. Now. I think I think I might be almost too sensitive for this. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I was uh, watching. I just started watching the Chris Gethard show on past guest Denise's recommendation. They did one with Pete Holmes that it was all about censorship. Yeah. And they had everyone in the audience had a little red flag that when you reach your line, you could wave it, and it would be like the community consciousness to see how far you could get away with stuff. So I'm just like, mm, I raised my little red flag. Oh, okay. I'll stop. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Give me another. One. <laughs> just for that joke. That okay. Here's another. Wow. This is all Kevin are the worst. He's such a bad boy and Kyle's are surprisingly bad too. Oh, what? That little I, I want to, this is another Gavin one. I want to die overcoming my fears like Philip Seymour Hoffman and his phobia of needles. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, and then Kyle's response, Kyle's response to that was the, the great thing about Heath Ledger is that when he, this was his method. In fact, he died researching his latest role, Overrated Dead Guy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> These are all so bad. This yeah. feels like that thing that you keep in the private group chat. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. They dark, wanted me to do them on stage, boys. though. They were like after me to do it, so oh, that's okay. that's what they get. Great, basically. Yeah. But I didn't have any of Justin's. In there. Yeah. Oh, Surprisingly, yeah. his weren't terribly dark. He was probably actually working on his dissertation. Oh, fair. <laughs> Which is dark enough in its own, with bottles going up the up the hoo-hahs and the humdrums oh, and the yeah. It's quite yeah. He reads us one, something from the earliest erotic gay novel, I guess. And and it's not very erotic, actually. Yeah. The it's title of the horrible. episode is called The Bottle Incident. So you can imagine. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. Yeah. It's a yikes. Yikes, it's my bikes. Yikes, my bikes. But he's, yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm very vanilla when it comes to sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't actually necessarily think these are his kinks. He just no. writes well, about he, them. Just, yeah, he just did a PhD on it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. It's got to be that freaky stuff. He probably just likes to be wrapped up in a fleece blanket with a cup of tea, and that's that's his weird yeah. sexual thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just cozy with <laughs> Oh, I wonder if that's if there's a joke in that. Basically, just that he's like he does such weird. And he stuff smokes a pipe, he right? He has one. Yeah, I assume. And so. that mustache. It just, oh, with his cardigan, right? Yeah. I can, I, pic- I can picture the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. he's got a fire. Well, come on, he's like sure. yeah, professor. He's like PhD in Victorian pornography. Like that writes itself, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, he wants you to come back to his uh, his his boudoir. study, his his mahogany study yeah. to see his his etchings. Yeah, it, it, literal <laughs> etchings, though, in his case. Oh yeah, for, yeah. for sure, etchings are like like lino prints of boobs and, and like, dicks. And like you gotta wonder, like yeah, someone that studies that, like, what is their relationship to the source? material is he secretly do we have super, to think that super dark into it <laughs> yeah. or is he just like is it an intellectual curiosity but it's like you got you know he's well, fucking he, into yeah it. he looks like, like a bit gotta, of a weirdo so he's gotta be into it he's gotta be yeah. into some weird shit yeah, yeah he I, likes to he's got it yeah does he ride his penny farthing to the bottle orgy <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's <laughs> 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 he's got a parasol collection I'm sure of it <laughs> so stand up and deliver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you remember, so we talked about sort of where it is now, yeah. and that it's like this quite like awesome like nurturing place for like new comics and like uh, established comics to come, and it's like pretty, you know, you had Maria Bamford drop in, it's like a good room for folks to yeah. to come to. Do you remember when you first started? Like, was yeah. it taken up pretty quickly, or did you kind of struggle to sustain it? It was just like the same five people came every week, or well, do you remember I, that kind of Yeah, well, thing? first of all, I, like I said, I didn't know that it was going to be an open mic when I got the opportunity, right. and, then, and then, like I said, Stuart said, yeah, do an open mic. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's now it's an open mic. So then, uh, but then um, other people contributed. Like, like the nice thing about it is it does have that great stage, mm-hmm. and with the great lighting, 
uh, without that, you wouldn't have the great photos, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. so, uh, so it's a, so it's a great venue, but it's kind of it's plug and play, right? You yeah. know, it's, it's so uh, it's easy to set up. But the best thing about it is like the area where the where the tables and chairs are is open concept. Mm -hmm. So like so it was set up like in a, in a kind of an awkward way with like the tables like long tables going, you know it. Towards you know, the yeah, stage, yeah, way. like not facing the stage, right? Yeah. So then, so then John Guy said, you know, why, why don't you set it up like a comedy club? You know, like just with all these seats just facing forward. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So mm -hmm. we did, and then, and then the staff is great because like even if they have another event, they'll set it up like that for the show. Oh, that's, oh, nice. that's really nice. Yeah. yeah, the staff there is so great. Like I got to get a huge shout out, particularly. I mean, Alyssa, uh, who's not there anymore, but Patrick. You know, Patrick is like he. We had what must have been uh, our big. It was our biggest alcohol night ever, and we've had mm -hmm. big nights. Well, yeah, Stan, that's because uh, one hitter quitter was like you get votes based on yeah, drinks, and right. so I remember Ed and I were like, you get like List. more tickets for martinis, so we were just like keep them coming, and then we voted a whole bunch. He still didn't win, but we got so wasted. I come yeah. number two every time. <laughs> yeah, and, but we were there for it. Yeah, our livers you. were there for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and so we've had big alcohol nights, right? Yeah. And you guys have been there on some of them. You said this is probably our biggest sales alcohol night that he could remember, and he. Um, the woman who was supposed to be there to help him, uh, she couldn't be there, so he was there on his own serving. Holy shit. Holy shit. And so this guy is like, he's a superhero. Yeah. So big shout out to Patrick Randall, who is the bartender slash, you know, everything of <laughs> server there. Yeah, he's more than a server. He's just... More than a server. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't do the show. Like, there's so many contributing parts to yeah. it. You mentioned Joan who takes the pictures. You mentioned Sam, who is such a great partner, who I... You know, like, I'm like, you know, what, how, should we do this? And he's like, no, don't do that, you dumbass. You know, like, not like that, but, you know, like, kind of like that, yeah. you know? Kind of like, uh, yeah, so, so, so he, like, you know, taught me a lot. And then, uh, and then, um, obviously, Roman, like, who's taken over, because it was such a smooth transition, mm -hmm. you know. And now I, well, the only what bad thing about, for the yeah, next. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but the nice thing about Roman, uh, actually coming into to play was that, um, you know, he's just so easy to get along with. Mm -hmm. But the downside is that like, now I got to be the bad cop, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not uh, a comfortable role for me, right? You know, because he's so placid, right? You know, yeah. and and he's just so easy to get along with, and then he'll go with whatever. But and um, yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. so I'm like, ah, so like you know, we had a little bit of drama last. I don't want to get into it, but there was some drama <laughs> last week. Ooh, hot gossip. Yeah, and you well, you, if you <laughs> talk to enough people, you'll find out what it is. So I don't like to encourage that, and I definitely want to. I stopped following the forum, so yeah. I never know no, what's it was going just, on in any time. It was just, you know, it was just young young people being young people getting dramatic over stuff. So, anyways. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, yeah, but it, and it doesn't happen very often, and I think they're just probably just a one-off. It's not a big deal, but uh, I, you know, I, I had to deal with that, which is not, you know, I, just stay, I hate pulling people aside and mm -hmm. having to say Tell stuff. Tell them what's up. It's just That's awkward, you know, and, and weird, but but I, I, I'll do it mm -hmm. for the sake of the show, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. You go I was just gonna say I'm finding it much easier to deal with confrontation mm -hmm. since I started doing comedy. Like at first, it was really upsetting for me if I ever got into a conflict with somebody. Right. Right. And now it's just kind of like uh, I will just keep going with it. Like I had a bit of a not even an argument, but just like a real difference of opinion with somebody that felt really like threatening at first, and so I, I just kind of let it sit for about ten minutes, and I went back and said, "Hey, I'm sorry. I think I overreacted a little bit there." They were super cool about yeah, like yeah. working it out. So. Is normally I would just like stew about that forever, right? Yeah. And just like they hate me or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I hate them, but I'm like, no, we have a difference of opinion on this. It's fine. But here's right. you know how I feel. Here's how you feel. It's cool that we don't agree, but just like yeah, be when, be chill about when it. you yeah. when you run a show, particularly a show that you really care about. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it does make you have to develop 
interpersonal skills mm-hmm. because you know you you know you, you, awkward situations will come up and mm-hmm. you have to just handle it mm-hmm. for the sake of the show and and so so you do and it's actually like you said it turns out to be actually not that bad mm-hmm. the idea of it is terrifying the no, idea is, is terrifying yeah mm-hmm. or it can be or, or just, yeah you just it's not pleasant. Like it's, 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 not it's, pleasant. it's a bad feeling. Like when you actually do get it resolved, it feels much better. Mm-hmm. But I find like people, there are very few, there are a few people who definitely don't really want to uh, take responsibility for themselves. But but by and large, most people, if they're being called out for something, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Like if I, I, I they've ruined the show or something like that, they'll own up to it and they'll try to do better. That kind yeah, of thing. and I think people do want to be good. Sure, sure. And and, and the thing is, um, the hardest thing for me though is like, like I just don't dislike anybody yeah you know like so you know and of course when you're dealing with that many people you get some people who don't genuinely don't like each other right mm-hmm. and then they're talking to you about this person that person's talking about that person and i'm dying inside yeah. you know because yeah. i like these people because, yeah. because i like i like every, amongst yourself i like guys. everybody on some level you know and nobody like you know what i mean like yeah. so it's not so i don't know that that's the tougher part for me right mm-hmm. it's just that like these are just like i just because i just look at them on one level, I want to be like just, I got to hang out with uh, like young people, right? And and like just be a part of that and not think in terms of age. And it's yeah. like, hey, you know, you had a good set. You had a good set. Or maybe do, here's a tag for your joke. And it's just, you know, like it's an even playing field. And that's cool. But then I also can't deny the fact that like I'm my age, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like I'm like I'm realizing, oh, well, I'm talking to this guy. He's he's acting like I'm his dad or something. What's this is you know? And, <laughs> and why is like, this going? Because oh. I don't look at like you know what I yeah. mean. I'm just yeah. me, right? Yeah. You'll find this out as you get older, right? You'll go, <laughs> why you know like wait a second here, don't call me sir. You know that kind of thing. So <laughs> wait, um, I'm not an adult. Oh God! Yeah, I am an adult. I am an adult. Maybe I am the smartest person in this conversation. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. a there's that's a, a terrifying prospect when you are the smartest person in the room about something. It's like, oh God, mm-hmm. when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But, like, when you first kind of started out, like, do you remember, was it, like, hard to attract people to come to your show? Or right. Was it because you, there was sort of a vacuum already that you were filling that space, so were people pretty, like, enthusiastic to, like... I can't remember a time where, okay. where we did, like... Like, we probably did, like, a little bit less than 30 comics on the first show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but but right away, like, right away, the pros were showing up. Like, James Kennedy was there. Boom. First show. Great. Uh, and and, and uh, Chris James. And, like, and then... Like certain people were just coming, you know, Kelly Dyer, like these guys were like just showing up regularly. And then when they, and then, and then that's why we do the shout outs after the show, which created more drama. But anyways, uh, so like, but you do a shout out because you're like, Hey, you know, like these, these pros came by the show. Right. And we just did that so that the other people would see it and go, Hey, maybe we should go to that show. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so, um, but to answer your question, we like, if we, if there was, we, we've never done less than, I will say 25 and then, and then now on the regular, it's between forty and fifty. That has a lot of people That's to manage. So many people. How yeah. long does it actually go again? It's from like from seven or from eight. It it's it's it starts at eight. Yeah. Like sign ups at seven. And it goes until like one in the morning or something. It, it can like it can, like I mean, by the time you close it all down one yeah. in the morning, I don't think we've ever gone yeah. like actually somebody's still on the stage at one yeah. in the morning, but like for sure past midnight, like twelve thirty. Wow. You know, there's somebody Oof. doing the last set, and but at that point, it, it's, it's funny because the energy just changes, right? Yeah. Now you're looser, and you're like, well, you almost don't because you don't care as much. Like, 
you come up with some off-the-cuff off kind of stuff that mm -hmm. you wouldn't have. You're, you're a, little, a little bit stiffer when you got that kind of audience there, and you're like, okay, yeah. I got this prepared material. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And that's you know, you, you, that's what you wanted. That's what you should do. That seems like a, a comedy challenge that people could have for themselves where it's like, I'm looking at you, Katie. It's just like, no. take the next day off, like shuffle your work schedule around, and just do that and like go up at like midnight and see what you come up with. Like shake out... Oh, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I know. But, like, <laughs> but I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. <laughs> but it's like, that's kind of a fun challenge to put yourself I actually ended up like... having a really good, the, the night that I was just like get, getting bumped and kept getting bumped, which and you guys totally got me on really quickly the next week, which was great. Mm -hmm. But that one night I was like, I was frustrated. And then by the time I finally went, I almost went home and I got up and I was just like, fuck it. And I had a really loose, good set. Like yeah. it was all. That's so awesome. you know what, you know what I mean, right? Oh, yeah. where, where it's just. Um, I so, wasn't anxious. I was like, meh. And so that energy was much different. Sometimes for me. there's right. a little, like a little snark in there. It like can bring out some interesting. Yeah. But yeah. you don't, but you get these, like the one people, the people I don't have any patience for is like, you get guys who show up like maybe every couple months. Mm -hmm. Right. And this one dude, he was, he was an actor for starters. So, <laughs> you know, that tells you. Automatic. A <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's like, he kept, he keeps walking over to the list, which Ugh. really annoys the shit out of me, you know, because, you know, I, I tell people, I said, I should just hide that book because yeah. really it's an organic thing as we talked yeah. about from at the beginning yeah, of the show. Yeah, trust me, I will let you know when it's time I'll let you know and then whatever, but this, so he, so yeah, he kept get bunny, getting bumped down the list because A, you, I've never seen you here before mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and B, you know, there are people who, you know, who like professionals and other people, plus people who, you know, the sign up process mm -hmm. that we have where late, late. People say late can sign up early, yeah. so various reasons. But anyways, he, and 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 then um, so it wasn't that bad actually. He was actually gonna, come, but then he, me and uh, and Aliman were outside the venue. We're talking about something, and then he he comes storm like he storming out, and he says he says, "This is bullshit. I will never come back here again." Right, and I'm like, "Great, yeah, exactly." I'm like, <laughs> I'm usually don't have that attitude because I I tend to try to just cool people off and say, "Hey, you know, we'll get you up early next week." Mm -hmm. But this guy, I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck him." Yeah, you know, there's certain people where you're like, you know what? To expend the energy. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. It's just not worth it. You know, if it was somebody who was a regular, you know, who was getting, you know, kind of put up late a couple week, a few weeks in a row, and they were mm -hmm. kind of upset. You know, I would want to deal with that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But this guy, yeah. uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? And then he never came back, and then he died. <laughs> Hopefully. As far as and that know. man's name <laughs> is, yeah, was. Yeah. Fuckhead Magoo. <laughs> well, in, in my mind it is. <laughs> my heart it is. Your heart. Your beautiful, beautiful comedy heart. Oh, man. Oh, man. Did we, we didn't so check good. in. What did you do this week, Chris? Oh, what did I do this week? Yeah. <laughs> we put things on their heads. Wait, what? No, I was just saying we toured it all around. We normally do the check-in right at the beginning, oh, but yeah. now I'm checking in. That's right. Thank you. Um, I went to the Sunshine Coast this weekend. Uh, it was a long weekend. At Gibson's? Yeah, Gibson's. Mm -hmm. So my mom lives there. Okay. And she and uh, Joe Dvorak uh, put on a Story Story Lie episode in wow. Gibson's. Wow, she puts really those on. Cool. She puts them on everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So she wanted to sort of branch out a little bit. Joe and my mom's name is also Joe. So Katie so was saying Joe. if we had went, we, we would be Casey and JoJo. <laughs> and, so, and then I had this. I had this like vision of us singing that song like a barbershop quartet version. <laughs> It'd be very pretty. <laughs> I don't know. It if, would be. Yeah. I don't know if we can. We all sing. I don't know about Joe, but she probably can. She strikes me as someone who could. But yeah, she's really great, really professional, puts on a good show. Mm -hmm. And we got the uh, the craft brew farm up there, Persephone, to okay. host. And so it was like a ton of people. There was like a like food truck out. there. Yeah, it sold out the room itself. It was another like, you know, it was the first time that they had done stuff. So you had to kind of change the format a little bit so the 
like customers didn't really know which door they should go in. That was a bit awkward. But once we started the show, it was fine, and we got lots of walk-ins, which nice. was really nice. Cool. And there were two local, uh, like a local playwright and a local actor. As well as Dylan Reimer and then Joe herself, like all did a story, and you had to guess awesome. who the liar was, and it was the local playwright who's like my friend's mom, <laughs> and my mom emceed it, which is so cute. So she really wished that you were there, Katie, because she was like, "I, I want so Katie to see me." Well, she's like, "I have so many questions because I know that Katie hosts her own show. Oh and my god! I know that she's practiced really hard all the hosting. It's Joe very really thinks than, that like, I'm much more talented than I am, she... and I love her so much for it." <laughs> She's like she's like the the unquestionably supportive mom that I don't quite have. <laughs> my mother loves me, but she's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, mom, yeah. My mom was so cute though because she like she had her like intros <laughs> for everybody, and she's like, "Oh, how am I going to greet people in the show?" And I'm like, "Oh, you could ask folks like who's from the Sunshine Coast and who's from elsewhere." Right. Like, I'm, it's I'm a trying, classic. That's... I'm trying to give her yeah. like crowd work tips. I'm like, this is not a good source, but like <laughs> I know how to stage banter. She's a such little. a like, sweet, sweet. But sincere she person. she doesn't give herself credit because she's been doing public speaking forever mm-hmm. and like in public health that was like her job she would give presentations all mm. the time she'd work and I was like mom it's like you're facilitating a workshop <laughs> right you're up there you're leading you want to give people a little bit of structure so they're not kind of like worried that it's just going to go off the rails they want to know that someone's in charge so you kind of set them up like okay it's going to go like this 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 we're going to ask you for some stuff this hey can I get a suggestion for these things blah 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 so she kind of did that it was fun um, and the show went really well and the venue was really happy. So they're going to do another one. They already booked the next day. Like Joe Dvorak is just like on top of it. She's like, well, I have the momentum. I got everyone's email or text. Cause they text you like results wow. when you play the game show. Wow. So she's like the next day, she's like, great. That was good. She contact Persephone. Hey, can we do it on August something? I'll find the date. And they were like, yep. And then she emailed everyone that was at the show or texted them back. Hey, if you like that, the next show's in August. Like. Bada boom, bada bing. It was very professional. That's wow. Yeah, she's really got her shit together. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. is super intrepid. Yeah. Well, she's been doing so many of those shows in so yeah. many different locations. She, she must. She must have yeah. her shit together. So it's right? like a great like pop up game show. So that was really awesome. The next day, I got stuck in the ferry lineup because I never drive over to the Sunshine Coast because mm. my mom usually just picks me up. But I brought my Jeep over because her partner like loves detailing cars. So he like he detailed my Jeep. He like hot buff. Waxed it. Oh I know God. about vehicles. <laughs> so I was Shout like, "What a what a fucking dummy I was though to like bring my truck over." And by the time we were finished detailing it on Monday, I like still wanted to swim in the ocean, which I did. And then I check, and I'm like, "Oh God, it's the holiday Monday." Okay, four thirty ferries full, six thirty ferries full. So I guess it's eight forty five is the next boat, but I need to get in line now at like four o'clock to get in there. So I went for the swim, and then I went to Persephone's, got a six-pack, got in the huge line, and when it was just like, okay, I've got two hours till the next boat, (laughs) feet up on the dash reading my trash Anne Rice novel. I love you. And so I just, like, sat in the ferry lineup for, like, four hours, and it was delightful. I was very responsible about my beer intake. I had two beers in four hours, which Ah, I think is fine. Yep. And then I read, yeah, most of my Anne Rice book, which is... uh, Dreadful. Lestat, Prince Lestat in the Realms of Atlantis. That's right. the worst title I've ever heard. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, she's very, it's very far removed from like the original books. Yeah, now, right? she's like, really gone off the rails. I was talking to our friend Nicole who came to uh, Story Story Lie. There was a whole vampire series that she and I read as kids that 
it was vampires come from Atlantis and mm. nanobots are the ones that repair their body, which is why they're immortal. And fucking oh, Anne Rice, this is basically what it is too, is nanoplastics connects everything. But so it's like the spirit that inhabits all vampires is actually a ghost from Atlantis <laughs> oh, fuck off. who was sent down from oh, fuck space. Off. Oh, that's just this is just Scientology. Uh, I don't know, you know, as a Hungarian, you know, in, yeah. like the original v- Dracula was Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Right? And so I mean, Bela I just yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is it's got so complicated. This is yeah. like the like the midi chlorians thing from Star Wars. Yeah. So, right? There's a certain point where like you know what, just keep some of the just mystery, just blah. You know? I'm a vampire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? I like history and origin stories and stuff, but I'm like, we kind of got the origin story already, but then she's like, I'll go back three more levels. It's like, did you But that's what's to? wrong with the, like, the Could alien you movies. You started with ancient Egypt. Like, you're good. That's yeah. about as far back as you need to go. No, but the ghost that inhabited them from ancient Egypt was from ancient Atlantis, and then he was sent there by aliens that looked yeah. like owls. It becomes wow. less, in, like, the more you explain, the less interesting it becomes. Yeah, yeah it didn't start out too good. No, so it's my not favorite great. part of all of the vampire novels was when you meet a new vampire and you get to figure out their backstory, where right. it's like, cause they were born in ancient Greece, and so all the stuff that they've seen over thousands of years, that's fucking fascinating to me. I love the idea of the immortal, like, seeing history change, and, like, right. when did they decide to be like, fuck it, I'm burying myself underground and I'll wake up in a thousand years because I don't like this anymore. Like, I really like those stories and that kind of origin, but this is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> but I sure did read it in the car for four hours and it was great. Because, like, I find with trash, when you, like, watch a trash show over and over or you read a trash right. book all at once, you just kind of get immersed into it. But as soon as I put it down now and I'm reading it, like, on my lunch break at work, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. But when I'm, like, really into it, I'm like, this is awesome. It's like a family yeah, bag yeah. of Doritos, yeah, right? Exactly. You, like, sure. You, you could eat the whole thing and be like, well, I'm ashamed, but at least it's gone. Yeah. If you eat, like, three quarters of it, then you've still got the rest, and you're like, well... <laughs> and we all have those. Like, I yeah. like for me, it's, like... Recently, it's that it's that Iron Fist series on Netflix. Oh right? god, that looks it so looks bad. bad. It's and and I'm not gonna defend it to oh, you, you guys. You know, it's just like you oh, know. I love trash. But I need to see the whole thing now, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. and and people warned me and they said it's not like Daredevil, which I felt was was awesome. Yeah, I liked yeah, the first season too. of Daredevil. The first a lot. season, the second one was kind of weak, but the first really season, yeah, it was hard to live up to that. Yeah, they, yeah. introducing really too many characters, but yeah. anyways, but uh, yeah, Iron Fist is uh, yes, it's bad, but. I'm going to finish it and I want to like I I'm hopeful I'm like I'm also hopeful I'm like you know what like <laughs> maybe, maybe at the like at the end like there'll be something which will make it cool it'll right and then or somehow. maybe the I don't know but whatever it is I got to see it through and yeah. it's just my yeah I wanted to see how they were going to do it, and I'm going to see it, and I, yeah. you guys just shut up and leave me alone. Oh, yeah, I'm not judging yeah. you I don't at mean all. you, I just mean oh, people in yeah. general. No, I'm, like in the, the, you know. I'm in the fourth season of The Blacklist. It's yeah. not a good show. Yeah. I cannot stop. Right. I'm a bit of a completist with stuff, too. It's yeah. only recently that I've been like, I can turn this off halfway through. It's okay. I don't want to have to wait it out, but I do yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do like bad things, though, sometimes. I love a bad procedural. That's my favorite. Just yeah. like, ooh, who, how are we going to get the guy in this episode Yeah, or oh, I guess I that it's that the bad guy is the third person we meet, just like it is in every episode. Like, when I watch too many procedurals in a row, the formula becomes too obvious and I have to switch yeah. to something else. Yeah, right. at elementary, it's always the second person yeah. that you meet. Every single Lucifer, goddamn time. like, is always... Oh, no, maybe it was Lucifer yeah. that it was. It was elementary yeah. switches it up a little bit it's more. True. Not very much, but that's not yeah. why I like the show. Yeah. We like a lot of TV, basically. Sure, yeah. Don't apologize to me of all people. My other thing was that it's Gemini season. 
<laughs> we get a little woo-woo sometimes on this and year podcast. And there was this huge windstorm, and then I read all about the new moon in Gemini and how Gemini is, like, it's an air sign and it's represented by the winds of change. Oh, man. And that storm happened right before we got the final results for the election, which is, like, very closely tied to my job. And now there's, like, a liberal minority. Yeah. With a NDP and perhaps a Green Coalition, I'm like, maybe we're going to fucking switch it up. And, like, this whole, like, lefty coalition is going to run BC for a bit. That would be very interesting. Like, I'm kind of... And and so I was making notes about... Oh, God. So these are... It's two things that are caught up in it. So I'm bullet journaling, which is this, like, book where I've got, like, all these cool pictures and shit. And I... So then I got a thing that was like, do this new moon ritual and be impeccable with your words. So I was like journaling around Gemini qualities, which is like restless energy, air out stagnation, curate diverse information and explore opposing points of view. So like, don't Mm. get stuck in your own shit. Like makes sense. Hear from people on the opposite side and like expand your mind a little bit. So I'm like, Oh, I want to sharpen my like advocacy and like questioning skill set, which is why I like prepared some questions for you today. (laughs) I knew it was leading to something. I love the journal. So it was kind of fun. But then I found out I got bullet journal betrayal (gasps) alert. I found out that most people trace their shit or print things off of the internet and just, like, paste it into their book. Yeah. You've been drawing I've it been all. I've been drawing it all Jeez. by hand. So, like, these cool layouts, like, you look, it's like, oh, here's yeah. my week, and then you decorate it and whatever. Other people are doing it the lazy way. They're either printing it out from the internet. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, all these bullet journals look the fucking same. Everyone right. does their, a template. their fun, like, yeah. awesome, like, penmanship. I'm like, well, cool, I'm going to practice my calligraphy whatever so like I made like this is yeah, my I proudest that. no, that's like great. penmanship thing and it was really fun but it's like yeah people just either trace off of their iPads and I'm like that's no fun so I got really indignant about it You're like, I'm the only one doing this purely I know it's not true I'm really up my own ass about it but it's been very helpful that is sort of our theme is just be up your own ass about the things that you do yeah that's, that's a fun and cozy place to be. Up your own ass. It's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's familiar. I'm, yeah, I definitely know but what to But not too expect. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but not too not familiar. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> too much bim bam anyway, anyway, so yeah, that was that was my shit. I had a good time that's with it. Nice. That's yeah. good. I plotted out. I'm like, a big list guy. Yeah. I love like, lists. Because it feels like you're accomplishing something. Exactly. Lists and calendars are mm-hmm. all about like, keeping mm-hmm. organized. Well, that's beautiful. To-do list, right? Where it's like, I like my one do those? Things, where I'm though. just like, pay my tax bill, subtask, find my tax bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More things to check off, right? Yeah, ex- well, exactly. But then I was like, oh shit, I need to actually find this shit so I can pay it. I gotta find this tax How bill. How was your week, Katie? Oh my god. <laughs> my, week is, my week's fabulous. I'm doing really well. I, I got to take Friday off just because I, I was owed a day off because of all, I always, uh, my day off is Monday generally and, uh, uh, apparently if there's a stat holiday, yeah. I accumulate 60% of a day off. On my day off, which is like, that's cool. I don't understand how unions work at all. It's very confusing, but I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. So I've just like, I worked two whole days this week and that's it. And I was all really like out of uh, the routine kind of, but yeah, apart from hurting my wrist and not being able to work out, it's been great. Mm -hmm. But I did do that. Unfortunately, I sprained or strained my wrist and had to go for jerking it. Sorry. Yeah, from jerking it. <laughs> from straight jerking it. I just went crazy. You know, my wife's out of town, so um, no. This it's my left hand actually, and I am I am right-handed, so no, it was not from jerking off. But then you use the hand that you're not dominant with, so it feels like it's somebody else. Chris, Tina, Ludwika, <laughs> you rude dude. 
<laughs> I just heard it from working out, basically. Uh-huh. I just it just got sort of overtired and I working didn't get it. it. Working it, yeah. Working it, jerking it, you know, same diff. Yeah. Uh, but it had been hurting me for weeks and I didn't do anything about it and I should have because mm. now I have to take like a week off of, of exercising. And I went and got uh, acupuncture from a big giant white guy yesterday. It was great. I was just blissed out. It's like it's like taking opiates, honestly. Yeah, like I I've felt like it. a million dollars after and I slept. The sleep of the dead last night, even though I only got about six hours because I went to bed way too late, but I I woke up. Katie, sleep update alert. Oh, yeah. Sleeping okay. That's all I got. (laughs) Uh, But I woke up feeling like, "Mm, all's right in the world somehow. It's just like, thanks for all those needles, white dude. (laughs) I forgot his name already. Yeah. Whatever. I was telling Chris that he looks like Michael Chiklis from The Shield. Okay. Just let him stick needles in my body and then put cups on my back. Ooh, you did cupping too? Did you want to see my... my, Do you want to see how I got these scars? (laughs) Yes. Ooh, so, yeah. gross. Ooh, gross. It's like one of those vaccination yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. They Circular. just like two big cups on my back and he also cupped this part of my uh, of my arm like with a little cup and he was like... It was, on like, your tattoo? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was not... It wasn't like the fire cupping. It was uh, like the suction cup thing where you just pump it and he was like sucking it and it was... My skin was all lubed up. So it was like pulling this hickey machine over it. I saw a video it, like that one. And it was like... It pulled like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it, like, pulled up all the fascia, and now it's, like, really loose in there. It oh, feels cool. really good. So it's just like, this is very weird. I feel like an octopus is giving me, like, ten hankies right now. <laughs> I see a lot of, like, the Chinese seniors that go to the pool at the community center always have the big cupping stuff on their back. And it's mm-hmm. like, they all look great, and they're all, like, old and swimming and all loose and look really healthy. So oh, I'm yeah. like, there's a whole regimen of self-care that I totally could be taking advantage of. Yeah. I'm I mean, only just starting to dip my toe in there. It's all like, I'm, yeah, I'm loosening up your chi and, like, letting new stuff in. it's like... I always try to emphasize that we really have two feet in each uh, foot in each world, right? right? Like we're very practical, very pragmatic, st- yeah. pragmatic, driven people. But <laughs> let's get mystical every now and sure. again, kind of thing. Like it's just fun. We're West Coasties, like yeah. Well, you get you get a, you gotta get a little flaky when you. You gotta get here. a little right. bit. Some level, you have to. Yeah, just a little bit nippy. Right? Mm-hmm. Why why resist? Yeah. Why not yield? Why oh, not take the yielding path? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what, Otherwise, that's what you'd Roman be on the other coast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would be in Toronto or something like yeah. that and just being businessmen. No thanks. No, thank <laughs> That's you. what you do when you move to Toronto. You just turn into a, a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> they handcuff it to your wrist. It's yours forever now. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, they, uh, so the acupuncture is like, yeah, I'm just freeing up your chi. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just thinking like, you know, the, the Western explanation for acupuncture. I'm like, this is all fine. But then last night I had so many crazy dreams and I don't dream in my sleep very often. Like mm-hmm. almost never... I don't know if it's because I take antidepressants or something, but I just, it was like vivid and colorful and all this stuff. It's like, well, maybe you loosened up my chi. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know what my chi's up to these days. It's yeah. loose. It's flowing. When I took Aikido for that two month stretch that I took Aikido, I was learning how to play with your key and like using that to like help you do somersaults and shit. It's pretty cool. Oh. Just like, it's all about momentum. Did and you reiki yourself flow. into a somersault? I did not reiki myself. Reiki fucking sucks. I will stand <laughs> by that statement. Watch next week. It'll be like, oh, I got reiki and it was so good. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's, that's where they, they, they some kind of touching. They don't touch you. They oh, just they don't? hover. Oh, they right. just hover over. And you All can right. feel like the warm, like whatever. Yeah. It's like kind of neat. Weird. But like I just, there's a person that reikis people at a bus stop. And yeah. I think that that's very invasive and rude. <laughs> it's like you opening a You don't play with sand- people's energies. Yeah. It's like opening a sandwich on the bus. It's too pervasive. It's just like <laughs> Get out of my chain. <laughs> Full circle back to eating on the bus. Don't eat a sandwich on the bus. Don't fucking reiki me on the bus. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thesis of this episode. Ed, do you have any updates for your life this week? I mean, we're just, everybody's just getting to the yeah. road in podcast life. Um, well, I, I, it was a good comedy week because um, uh, I was at the, well, the comedy mix, which is 
you know, great. It's mm-hmm. always great when you have a, yeah, when you have a nice set there, you know. Oh, so good. That was... Oh, good. You had a you had a good set then. Yeah, Did yeah. Did you aggressively bisexual? Yes, <laughs> yes. I finished with that, and so no, it was. Uh, and it's always it's always nice to do material like that in in in, in like a kind of a more established kind of room, you know, because oh, you, yeah. you feel like that you you walked a little bit of a line and you got away with it in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but at the same time, like um, it's been so tested that bit that now yeah, it's, it's a good bit. So I like but it now lot. it's like a strong thing to end on or whatever. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. This is I like to I like to elbow people when he's telling that joke. I'm like, this joke is about me. <laughs> it really it really is. It's funny. I was thinking about that on the way yeah. over. Like, where did the inspiration come from? You know, just uh, <laughs> who else could could you describe as aggressively bisexual in the comedy scene except for maybe Emma Cooper? Yeah, well, I mean, it does describe a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah. just generally in town. Yeah. But, I know lots of people but, like that in town. Sure, sure. But gender but... fluid and aggressively bisexual. I'm like, yep, yeah, that sounds like me for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a really funny joke. I like, uh, I've been hearing some good ones. Like, I remember how I met everybody in the comedy scene was just by basically being very sensitive on the mm-hmm. forum and like saying something and then having people either agree with me or not agree with me right. for better, or for worse, whatever. But nowadays, like, I really do think there's a better quality of joke coming mm. from um, like, like doing something kind of edgy. It's it's less like, I don't fucking care about anyone's feelings. Here's a joke. It's like, can you take people to discomfort with the joke and then yank it back because you're right. actually not a dick? Well, well, my like mm. that the whole point of view of like pretty much everything I'm writing now is just on some level making fun of myself, yeah. right? And I think if people understand that, yeah, then then it's cool, right? Totally. Uh, the language is kind of uh, secondary. It's how mm. you use the language, and, and if you've communicated the fact that you know you're the jerk or the loser or the weirdo yeah. or you're the whatever, butt of the joke. yeah, you're the butt of the High joke. Status, low status. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then, then it's cool. Like, because people want to laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, sure, you will get into rooms where people go there. Possibly, I, I don't agree with it to be offended. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. everybody goes to laugh. Yeah. And, and, and if you, uh, and it's very, it feels very rewarding to walk, to be in a room with a lot of very diverse people, tell a joke that could have gone sideways, but they got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. You know, that's what it's it, that, that, feeling. that's the best feeling, you know, yeah. cause hey, I'm, I'm all, I don't mind low hanging fruit. I'll, I've, I'll grab it every day of the week, man. But <laughs> There's nothing wrong with an easy joke if it's funny. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, and so, but at the same time, that's not the biggest you know, satisfaction yeah. in, of, of, of joke writing and yeah. joke telling, right? Well, it's good to have a few of those in there, you know, I think. Oh, too. and I got lots. And it keeps your momentum, right, too, right? You yeah. want to... Yeah. I got the stuff I know that works, but I don't always want to put it all together because it's too much of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the thing that works, it's just like, I know what I'm about, everybody. This right. is like, this is on purpose, and I know what you're thinking. That's all it is. I really yeah. need to branch out, but like... It works for me. That's so a good it's hard place to, to start, you know. It is a good place to start, especially in your first, like, 510, if you're doing a longer set. It's right. like, everybody make fun of me, and now I can say other things. Mm-hmm. Who I, I think, uh, like, Katie Ellen Humphreys is particularly good at that. Yeah. Because she's just, like, comes out and is like, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. And then you're like, you are, okay. And then you just sort of proceed with that, and then you really are on board. And then right. you're just charmed forever. You're charmed forever by her long talons <laughs> and her beautiful smile. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah, you also, so you did Comedy yeah, Mix. Comedy Mix. And then and then I did uh, Gavin Show at Railway, which was nice yeah, because yeah, I got yeah. to see wanna, the new railway. I want to Gavin Matz. Gavin Matz, yeah. And, I want to go on a Tuesday because like, oh man, I love the Railway Club so much. And the guys that are running it, it's not a Donnelly pub pub. It's just right. a guy from it, Donnelly it, Group that it's loves it It's quite rough. 
yeah. compared to other Donnelly stuff. So, yeah. so the, so it's not part and, of their slick. And thing. the Mermaid Room is, for the most part, intact. Yeah, that great bar is and there. The, oh, I love that. And they actually the put alcohol up there with the mirror, and it looks great. Oh, good. So they put the train back there too, so I can yeah. I can buy at a train car back there again, which Aww. I'm really excited about. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, and then um, and then last night, and and this is another guy, a showrunner. I got to give a big shout out to Scott Aisman. Because uh, that guy knows how to book a show. He'll even go against the grain, right? Like, he'll do stuff like, hey, I, want, I like this comic. I want to put him on the show, right? And and I'm, I'm like, well, if you like him, put him on. It's your damn show, man. Put him on your show. And, and then it just works out great, you know? And then so he had, like, a lineup of, like, new comics mm-hmm. and some, you know, slightly more experienced people like myself and then, and then Malia Headline. And it was a packed room. Like, uh, so it was at uh, Manchester Pub. And that's a cavernous Where's place. That? It's it's basically um, Cypress and Broadway. It's kind of where all those print shops are. Oh yeah, are, yeah, yeah. You I know? used to work it's right just... there. Yeah, it was the like the Fog and Suds. Right, it was those... the Fog and Suds yeah. prior to that. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. And it's like a, you look at oh, this is terrible for comedy, right? Yeah. But he filled the room, and it did start a bit slow in terms of people's focus. But man, once it got going, that throng was like watching it, and they cool. were into huh. it. I should have so... Scotty, Scotty asked me if I would open the show. And I just like I didn't yeah, think I could get out there. Yeah, I, I would. I, and I'm not. This is just Daddy telling you this next time. <laughs> Daddy next time, <laughs> next time, Scotty or any of these guys who can do you a favor down the road ask you to do something, you do it. You do it. Yeah. Because you know, and the thing is, is you know, those those have been really good shows. I've been to. I went to the first. And it was at some some ex like it used to be a church. Did they jump venue? It's like yeah. It's, so okay. it's, it's, it's a different venue every time. He's gonna do one at seven at some point. Um, but he just he. Like he's, it's been at different venues. He books them well. Uh, it's a good balance of different people, and then also lots of asses in the seats, man. And cool. yeah, yeah, he, I don't, his ability to just move people to come to shows right. is. I need to find out his secret. I know I would like to do that. He's yeah. a very nice man. He's a very he's nice a, he's man. He's a total nut bar, and he's a giver though. You know it's what true. I mean? Oh, we're he's talking the most about givers, givers and takers, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, kooky bananas, and I adore him. He's right, just great. Right. And he's a character, and I love. Characters, well, that's it, right? Like he's know? a character. He's, yeah. he's very like. There's almost more inside of him than his skin can contain. Right. Kind of. Like he's he's so condensed and he has so much energy and he's so tan all the time. It's just like <laughs> you just know what's up somehow. Like you are on a different plane of existence than the rest of us, but whatever you're tapped into is working. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of positive energy coming off of Scotty and I love he's him. He's a delightful human being. And uh, yeah, so anyways, um uh so I that was go a little that, so that was last like night. This. Yeah, and, that, and yesterday was a great day because the article came out, and then we did the show, and that, yeah. and so it was it was just a good comedy week. So. Ed Conia riding high. Yeah, <laughs> riding high. Well, it's always good to end on a on a good note. Um, can we plug some stuff? You have got a Facebook group for stand up and yeah. Deliver? So yeah. the Facebook group is uh, is called Stand Up and Deliver Comedy Open Mic. That's mm-hmm. a very sensible name yeah. for it to have. And yes. it's every Wednesday. It's every Wednesday, okay. and I want to particularly. I'm, I don't know when this podcast is coming out. It's going to come out on Tuesday. Oh, great! So in time. Uh, for our two-year anniversary, oh, which is yay. on June seventh. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, yeah thank Righteous. you. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you know, once you do it every week, it feels like four years, not two yeah. years. But yeah. tell us about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, now hey. Hey. have a really good time. But so, it definitely yeah. feels like we've been doing this for longer than a year. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Ed. Oh man, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>